Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. The Travis County Sheriff's Office wants your help to bring families of cold case victims closure. Sheriff's Office launched a new landing page on its website. It will have access to the permanent information and featured videos on cases from as far back as the 1970s. Austin police say that a man is impersonating an APD sergeant over the phone. It says there have been several incidents recently. People received phone calls from the man threatening that they could be arrested on federal warrants for a failure to testify in a case. APD wants to remind you that they will never call and threaten anyone with an arrest. With Central Texas officially in fall, Austin announced that it will close the cooling centers around town. Libraries, parks, and rec department buildings were used throughout the summer to give people a cool place if needed. This closure includes any heat-related operations like the misting canopy pilot at the Republic Square Park. I want to give you a live look this morning of a quiet downtown Austin as we end the work week and we head into a new month. Our temperatures continue <laughs> to remain unbearably hot. Good Oof. morning, everyone. I'm Sally Edmondes. And I'm Erica Brennis, meteorologist Nick Bannon, joining us live now. Nick, we got a little bit of a shower here and there this yeah. week. What's ahead for today? Well, I think there's going to be a lot of days that have little rain chances, but not a lot of significant opportunity for rain. Uh, and no significant cool down coming, at least within the next week. This is how we start you off this morning in South Austin at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center, where we're at 70 degrees under a mostly clear sky. Most of us are in the mid to low 70s. Some cooler upper 60s to start off your morning in the hill country. I expect these numbers may drop another two to four degrees before we start to see those numbers coming up through the day. Clear skies on clouds and radar now out the door of the next few hours, mostly clear skies. There could be just a couple of very isolated patches of low clouds here this morning. You see, we dropped to about 72 and then we're already to 78 here at nine. Coming up in first warning weather, this warmth continues. We'll take you into the weekend forecast, which may feature some showers ahead of a wetter trend ahead. Hey, Nick, thank you so much for that. A three-hour delay to a car wedged underneath a pickup. Austin police are blaming staffing troubles for that holdup. KXN's Brenna Hollis spoke to the sister of the driver of this sedan. She explained why police arrived hours after it happened. We saw what it looked like, which was terrifying. Murphy McCullough's phone call with her sister on September 13th. We were talking about wedding stuff for my wedding next year. Quickly turned to chaos. Made a remark of this guy blew through a stop sign. She was speaking pretty clearly and then all of a sudden she sounded really muffled and I could hear a crash, like a crunching sound. Once McCullough got there and found out her sister was okay, she thought they had gotten through the worst of it, but felt like the, the resources that we needed to help appropriately respond to the situation at hand weren't available. Police say they didn't get there until three hours later, just before 10 o'clock. And by the time they did, everyone had left. Pictures show the fire department responding, but McCullough and her sister hoped officers would question the driver. It was very disappointing, very hopeless and terrifying. APD says nearby officers were responding to bigger emergencies at the time, like calls for shots fired, aggravated assault, and suspicious persons. It's not isolated to APD not caring, not wanting to show up. In a statement, the department said, referring to the crash, quote, this unfortunate series of events and the staffing crisis at APD led to a delay in our ability to respond promptly to other urgent situations. For McCullough, once her adrenaline faded, she kept coming back to one word. Disappointing. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News.
Going in depth here, the Austin Police Department gave us an update on how long it's taken officers to even respond to calls. Calls ranked priorities like zero through four, with zero being the highest priority. From August 1st through the September 27th, police say it took officers about nine minutes on average to respond to the highest priority calls about 12 minutes for level one calls and more than 30 minutes on average to respond to priority two calls, which is what the crash in this story was classified as. A second GOP debate in the books. Republican rivals slammed former President Donald Trump for missing it. NBC News Garrett Hake reports from inside the spin room at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California this morning on Today. Coming up this morning on Today, a second Republican presidential debate without the Republican presidential frontrunner. Seven candidates on stage, all trying to make up ground on Donald Trump, once again absent from the debate stage. We'll have the back and forth, the candidates who perhaps helped themselves the most, and those who are in the most trouble as the campaign advances forward. Coming up this morning on Today. Trump instead traveling to Michigan to speak to United Auto Workers on strike. He says he's defending working Americans. This comes after current President Joe Biden joined the workers on the picket line on Tuesday. Biden's appearance marked the first time a sitting president has visited a picket line in modern history, saying that the members deserved better benefits and pay. It appears the government is headed for a shutdown this Saturday night. Congress is not any closer to striking any kind of deal. Republicans and Democrats have shown little public progress on breaking the logjam, and separate short-term spending bills are working their way through the House and through the Senate. But each version is destined to fail in the opposite chamber, where the opposite party is in power. The only way out of a shutdown is bipartisanship and by constantly adhering to what the hard right wants you're aiming for a shutdown I, I don't see the support in the house a shutdown would affect a broad array of federal programs from pre-k to the military let's take an in-depth look at some of the ways the government shutdown would impact you here in texas according to the texas tribune thousands of active military members could lose their paycheck. Texans working for government agencies would have to work for free or furloughed. And food assistance for low-income families could be at risk of even running out. Thousands of Texans are at risk of facing financial troubles if the federal government does shut down on Saturday. The mother of one of the children killed in the Uvalde school shooting hopes for change. What she's doing as she runs for office. How fights over the pickup line are leading to big changes at an Austin school. Good morning, everyone. On this Thursday, September the 28th, as we take a live look outside, we have Nick Bannon in talking about your weather and how it's going to look not only for today, but looking at the weekend as well. The mother of one of the children killed in the Uvalde school shooting is running for mayor in Uvalde. Yesterday, she met with other moms in Highland Park, Illinois. Highland Park was the scene of last year's deadly 4th of July mass shooting. It happened just two months after Uvalde. Kimberly Rubio lost her 10-year-old daughter Lexi in the shooting at Robb Elementary School. She spoke to a crowd sharing more about her story and why she's taking action by running for office. We're in this fight together and change really comes from the ground up. So even something as local as a mayor race, that's going to affect change. 
Last week, the Biden administration announced the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Rubio was in D.C. for the announcement and says it shows the importance of those impacted by tragedies coming together to speak out because their voices are being heard. Why this isn't as rare of a sighting as you'd think after a bobcat was spotted hanging out in a North Texas neighborhood. And a look at how TSA deals with massive amounts of luggage on an old system at Austin's airport. The change that could make things easier for passengers. Good morning. Happy Thursday as we take a live look outside, wrapping up the last few days of the month of September, heading into October. And we're going to check in with Nick Bannon, our meteorologist, to see what your weather's going to look like today. And you're going to want to take a look at the screen for this next story here. Did you see Ooh, it? I did. I can't even <laughs> believe it. A Texas man spotted what he says was a big bobcat lurking near the front door of a home. This was in a neighborhood in Carrollton, which is about 20 miles north of Dallas. The man says he froze for a minute when he saw it. We unloaded all the equipment and saw a just a big old cat staring at me through the bushes. And so I just kind of waited for a second to see what he was going to do. And he started walking towards us. And I just like, hey, guys, <laughs> I think it's time we uh, box it for the day. And <laughs> <laughs> you go back inside. <laughs> Experts say if you encounter a bobcat, immediately protect any children or pets nearby and then create distance between you and the bobcat by walking away slowly. Going in depth, Texas Parks and Wildlife actually says seeing a bobcat in urban areas is completely normal. They say bobcats can be active during both the day and the night, but the ones in urban areas are usually nocturnal. The department also says bobcat dens can be found in caves or under logs or in a barn or in a shed. Oof. Ooh, is right. <laughs> okay, retailers are having to make big changes after losses from crime. According to the National Retail Federation, crime accounted for $112 billion in industry losses last year. Smash and grabs like this, security concerns growing so big that Target announced it's closing nine of its stores across the country. Experts say the violence is unprecedented. And according to a major study from the same group, 81% of retailers reported organized retail crimes had grown more violent. 88% say even shoplifters are more aggressive and violent. Coming up this morning on the Today Show, why businesses of all sizes are now struggling to stay safe and keep their doors open amid the nationwide crime spree. What we're seeing daily in, in the news and when we're outside, even in the shopping environment, are these large-scale open and brazen events of theft or these individuals walking in and without any regard for anyone's safety or a care of apprehension will load up shopping bags or large shopping carts and just walk out of the stores. Next on today, why so many retail stores across the country say they are in crisis as crime and violence are striking businesses, both big and small. Mm. So the targets that are closing across the country, none in our right. area here. You know, I witnessed this firsthand mm -hmm. at the Ross in North Austin off I-35. Mm -hmm. Someone walked in, he put on some clothes, jackets, got a handful of other stuff and just walked right out. And um, it was yeah. like there was nothing they could do. There's not. It's He's not gone. It's not safe for you, you to run after that person. You can't chase after someone doing that. 
Yeah, so hopefully something is done to at least stop the, the loss because then it carries on to you. You get to pay more at the mm -hmm. grocery store or any kind of store where theft is happening. Okay, let's head over to Nick Bannon who's watching our forecast for us. Is it going to be another hot day? It sure will. We could say that for the next several. Warmer than normal for the next week. This is how it looks now in Round Rock from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera there where it's 75 degrees, which is warm for this time of morning this time of year, but we'll see these numbers dropping oh so slowly over the next few hours before we start to heat up. Relatively quiet across the state. We're going to still try to tap into some of the Gulf moisture here today and bring us a slight little spotty shower or storm chance. You remember we had a few of those over the hill country mainly yesterday. We may get some again. I think we're all dry through the middle of the day. A lot of sun this morning and a good amount of sun with some puffy clouds this afternoon. But uh, late in the afternoon, some spotty showers or a stray thunderstorm could form in the hill country. And then we may get some in our eastern counties too. I think the area with the lowest rain chances today is going to be the Austin Metro. Still only going with a 10% rain chance uh, here for our eastern uh, and western counties with the metro in between generally closer to zero. Uh, rain chances disappear late evening and then overnight looks dry. Tomorrow actually looks like a drier day. I don't even have the 10% rain chances here tomorrow. Sure going to be a warm day. We start in the low 70s. We're up to 96 this afternoon. Always good to get that perspective of where we should be, and 88 is where we should be. So still a good 8 degrees above normal today, and there's your low rain chance, but plenty of sunshine. Most of us not getting rain. We all get the warmth, though. Tomorrow, almost like today, except without the rain chances, plenty of sunshine, and again, 96 degrees. We take into the weekend, and both days have a low 10% shower or storm chance, especially during the afternoons and early evenings, but I wouldn't rearrange those plans for those limited rain chances. 95 Saturday, 95 again on Sunday. However, rain chances do start to pick up after we get through the weekend, not so much Monday, Tuesday, but we're seeing more agreement that the middle and maybe the end of next week may start to trend a little wetter. 95 Monday, 94 Tuesday, both of those days, a sun cloud mix and just a 10% rain chance. But those rain chances start to climb to 30% on Wednesday, and as a result, those temperatures come down. In fact, it could be not too long until our seven-day actually has highs in the 80s. We'll be talking about that here in a little bit. Of course, latest on KXAN.com. Thank you. Bricks of cocaine have washed ashore onto two popular South Texas beaches on the Gulf of Mexico, just north of the Mexican border, according to Border Patrol officials. U.S. Border Patrol found 25 bricks of cocaine on Boca Chica Beach next to South Padre Island. Another brick was found days later on Padre Island National Seashore. A total of 75 pounds of cocaine collected with an estimated value of $2.3 million. A cold case nearly two decades old has been solved. San Marcos police and Hayes County officials arrested a man in Florida after advanced DNA technology linked him to a sexual assault case from 2004. Police say now 44-year-old Ricardo Rodriguez entered a woman's home in San Marcos and sexually assaulted her. He ran away and the victim was never able to see his face. A sexual assault forensic exam was done on the victim and a DNA sample was taken, but a match wasn't found until this year. Rodriguez has been living in Tampa, Florida, so officers there located him. He's been charged with two counts of aggravated sexual assault and is waiting transfer to Texas.
Traffic issues at an Austin middle school, they've turned ugly. Profanity, threats, and teachers being berated. And that's according to the school, and now the school's making some changes that are not sitting well with parents. KXN's Nabil Bermadna shows us why some parents are concerned. Pick up and drop off at Garizgi Middle School can get pretty busy. It is a time-consuming process. It's also causing frustrations, says so parent Becca Lusk. Parents are getting very aggressive at pickup. Uh, they're yelling at our teachers, our volunteers, our staff. A letter was sent out to parents highlighting the verbal threats and profanity used towards school staff. It also states that staff will not be helping direct traffic any longer. I don't think it is fair to punish everyone, but it has been happening so often that it's, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. The school says they've reminded parents about proper protocols for picking up students and even shared videos, but still there have been issues. Some parents who wish to remain anonymous believe removing the teachers who direct traffic is a big risk. There are you know, countless times where they step out and stop a car to let a kid walk across. The fact that there are frustrated and or aggressive drivers even, albeit just a handful, does not mean that we need less monitoring by the faculty. Uh, if anything, it means we need more. The parents tell us they have not seen any incidents, but they believe it could be handled differently. Take down the license plates of these parents and handle the problem directly. And it feels like the kids are being put at risk uh, rather than dealing with a few parents that need to be uh, reprimanded. For now, though, parents will just have to figure it out. And even if you're having a bad day, why take it out on somebody else? Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. The principal. Oh, the principal is encouraging students to ride the bus. Austin ISD got back to us after we've reached out about the letter. The district says it aims to support adults display behavior they'd like to see the students embrace. So, yeah. Well, Austin City Council weighed in on an audit of the Austin Animal Center and they did not like what they saw. It showed the shelter is not finding enough homes for animals and the conditions the animals are staying in are poor. The audit found extreme overcrowding, poor living conditions, and incomplete data. The basic maintenance of the facilities and the health safety of the animals there, the conditions at the shelter, are unconscionable. Those animals have no voice, and so we have to be the voice for them. And it is unfortunate that it has come down to this. We have to advocate for them. And the audit recommends city leadership establish a new policy balancing community intake needs and no-kill shelter goals while also creating a plan to address issues and collect accurate information. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Life is all about handling adversity and adjusting accordingly, right? Well, KXAN's Noah Gross sees how a UT senior linebacker is not only doing that, but thriving. In this day and age of college football, uh, I, I think we're... we're diminishing and losing the value of perseverance. Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian knows there's a bit of a dying breed right now in college football. The Longhorns are a program that recruit very highly. There's guys like C.J. Baxter and Anthony Hill, highly touted guys that can come in and make an impact as a freshman. But for every one of those, there's a guy like Jonathan Brooks who had to sit for a couple years behind B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson to earn his chance, as well as fifth-year linebacker David Benda. Having just one career start heading into 2023, a lot of other players would have transferred after not getting that immediate playing time but Benda stayed the course, developed, and is now reaping the benefits. I just felt like 
seeing my friends leave, it, it was the better option for them. But I understood that there were faults in my game here and there, and I felt like that the coaches aren't necessarily putting me on. They're not just selling me short out to the side. They're actually wanting me to develop and become better. And I just tweaked those little things here and there. Now here we're at. Those guys that, that have that level of perseverance off the field to stick to something that they committed to doing, um, I think carry that perseverance onto the field with them as well. And um, I think David's just a, a really prime example of that. Mm. Sark adding how important development is within a program and how he thinks Texas has the best development staff in all of college football. And it's clearly worked with Benda, who's now just one tackle off his career high through four games. He expects to set a new career high Saturday as the Longhorns host 24th ranked Kansas. For now, outside DKR Texas Memorial Stadium, Noah Gross, KXAN News. Noah, thanks for sharing his story. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. Some neighborhoods caught the brunt of this week's hailstorm and why a local roofer says it may take a while before they're fixed. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.